0: Welcome back guys and welcome to the next podcast and today is going to follow on from the one around menstrual cycle but it's going to be more around cycle syncing. So I've been currently, re- well, currently reading a book called Inflow and it's kind of a description all around cycle syncing and I wanted to just cover kind of what I've learned so far but also um, some things that I've learned from some uh, female women's health courses that I'm doing at the moment <clears throat> So, a little bit of a recap. So you've got the four stages of your cycle. You've got um, menses, which is the stage when you're actually on your period, so you're bleeding. You've got the follicular, which is after the bleed, when your hormones are beginning to increase again. Ovulatory, when the eggs move into your fallopian tubes. And then luteal, where the lining continues to build and develop. That's a very quick run through. But essentially, in life, you've got your 24-hour clock which is pretty much your circadian rhythm. So the clock that you've got throughout the day, which keeps you awake and then when you go to sleep again. But we do need to also take take into consideration our 28-day clock, your cycle. They are very tightly linked and a disturbance in one can lead to disturbances in the other. So the signs to say that you're kind of out of sync with this 28-day clock are things like IBS, depression, attention difficulties, Low energy, low sex drive, feeling like there is never enough time in the day, finding it hard to keep up with your own expectations and feeling disconnected from yourself. So I'm going to talk a little bit around the myths around your cycle and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you can start to live more in line with it. So the first myth is that PMS is just a part of having a period. This is incorrect. PMS only arises when there are imbalances from oestrogen and progesterone during the luteal phase. So it can be triggered by diet choices. So things like coffee, sugar, dairy, dieting in general um, and low fat diets. So essentially there are things that you can do. It's not inevitable. Um, If you are suffering from really bad PMS, then either obviously drop me a message or you can talk to your GP because there are things around the diet that um, you can do yourself that can start to help this. Secondly, cramps are unavoidable. This is a myth. Your body produces a type of prostaglandin that causes um, contractions. But also there are two other prostaglandins that it creates to counteract this. And yet again, when you consume the right foods, you can help increase the effect of these uh, two alternative prostaglandins. So again, there are things in your diet that you can be doing to help support you during um, your period and to actually help with any of the pain. So a couple of things around cycle syncing. You want to kind of group tasks based on the strengths of each stage of your cycle. So stop trying to master time and think about managing your energy. You can't be expected to feel the same every day and try and complete the same amount of tasks every day when you have changing levels of hormones. And don't get me wrong, that is very hard in our current society when we are conditioned to live in a world of toxic productivity. Always thinking that more is better, always trying to keep driving, keep doing more and it sometimes feels like taking a stop or taking self-care is bad. When it's not, you need it. Otherwise, there's going to be this constant loop of burnout. So in the days before your period and during, it can be really really beneficial to start to turn your energy inwards. You might be less inclined to socialise or power through to-do lists, and this is completely normal and completely acceptable and something you should honour. Instead of stressing about how to fit it all in, which ultimately is going to make you feel worse, focus on the must-do and then move the rest. What do you need to do in these next couple of days? The rest of it, do when you are more energised. This way you are focusing your effort and supporting yourself physically. This time can also be good for like analysis of the previous week, but thinking about your goals. So if you ever want a time to journal, this is probably your best time to do it. In the days after your period, this is when you want to be moving the tasks to. You are open to new creative opportunities, to beginnings. This is when you kind of focus on what do you want to do more of in life? What intentions can you set? This is like your awakening phase. During ovulation, this is when you're going to be most social. So this is when you're going to be make, wanting to make connections, building a community. If you have any like, face-to-face meetings with anyone it's a great time to say it during your ovulation phase because you're going to be social, you're going to be just a really great person to talk to and ultimately this is probably when when you're going to thrive the best versus having a meeting during your period when you're low in energy and you don't want to socialise. These two different versions of you are going to be very, very different. And then in your luteal phase, so the run-up to your period, this is when you can be task and detail orientated start to bring those projects to a close and ensure you're very firm on your boundaries. So that's kind of like what I've learned so far. So it's a very quick run through. And of course, I will be keeping you up to date as I go through. But I then just wanted to touch a little bit more around food and exercise during your cycle, because there's a lot of unknown what should I be eating and also what should I be doing exercise wise for like maxively making the gains during the different stages in my cycle? So with hunger, obviously during your cycle, you've got your main hormones being estrogen, progesterone and then also luteinizing hormone. Um, but I want to kind of focus on so estrogen. There are three different types of estrogen in the body and estrogen has a large role on appetite. So when oestrogen is high in your follicular phase, appetite is usually lower. And when oestrogen goes down in your luteal phase, appetite increases as your satisfaction after a meal is reduced. So essentially, ghrelin increases feelings of hunger and oestrogen down-regulates ghrelin, so hunger is little less. And it also influences CCK, which then influences your feeling of fullness. So during this time when estrogen is high in that follicular phase so that period just that period just after your cycle your and your appetite levels tend to be a little bit lower but then later in the luteal phase when your estrogen starts to go down and that progesterone starts to rise we have increased ghrelin reduced potency of CCK so hunger does start to rise and moreover progesterone itself increases hunger So this can be experienced roughly five to seven days before your period. So it's completely normal to get that little bit of extra like desire for food in that run up to your cycle. And obviously, I always think, okay, how can I pop this into actual play with any of my clients? So if you do track, this could look like an extra 200 calories. It does depend on your um, BMI, but roughly 200 calories. And your body is going to tend to want that more towards carbs and fats than proteins. If you don't track, just eat intuitively intuitively with your body. Okay, honour what your body is asking it for. So that's a little bit around the hunger. And then with exercise, there is very mixed evidence, hormone-wise. Okay, so with hormones, estrogen dominance in the first two weeks, this is going to aid muscle repair. It's going to act as an antioxidant during exercise, meaning that it's going to reduce muscle damage, and it does heighten strength just before that period of ovulation. So hormone-wise, it does appear that you might want to front-end your workouts, so essentially those first like two weeks. and then progesterone dominance in the last two weeks. So progesterone is a little bit more catabolic, meaning it breaks muscle down more than it, builds it up it's going to decrease strength mid luteal phase it can lead to things like weight gain low moods low self like expectations but realistically it's very individualized hormones affect people in very very different ways if i tell you you're going to be tired you're probably going to be tired so i'm not going to what i would recommend is that you track your strength your mood and your energy across your own month So how do you feel in week one, in week two, in week three, in week four? It's really good, like, um, what is it, period trackers such as, like, inflow and things like that that can help with this. And then you can monitor how you feel week by week. It's another thing with, um, like, when your, your weight does tend to increase just before your cycle because of the changing in hormones levels leading to more water retention, but then don't think, if if you're like on a weight loss journey, don't think, oh my God, I failed. Compare that week to the, week, the same week, the month before, and no doubt you'll see that there is still such a big change. So everything you do needs to be individualised. If you have really bad PMS, obviously looping back to the first point, do start to consider your nutrition and drop me a message if you want any help with that. But you can have a deload week in PMS, which essentially means that You front load your training to those first couple of weeks and then when you're in a lot of pain in that last week before you start your cycle, just reduce the volume or reduce the weight and we just work with that. Interestingly though, research has shown with oral contraceptives that they can have a really great impact on um, things like body image and PMS symptoms. And some studies show that with oral contraceptives, um, the fluctuations in training intensity and strength abilities across the week aren't as prevalent than with if you're not on an oral contraceptive. So that might actually mean that, again, another individualised factor. So throughout all of this, I want you to understand that this is based on an individual case by case purpose. But if there are things that you're like highlighting in here that you want a little bit more information about, or want some guidance on, then I'm always here to help. But essentially, looping it back around to the key points. Nutrition is going to be so important for how you feel, but also those PMS symptoms. Exercise, do it when you feel best and when you feel most confident, and work on your own 28-day cycle. And as of work-wise, when you're on your cycle, take that time to be reflective. In the days after, be open to new opportunities. In your ovulation phase, be a social butterfly. And in your luteal phase, in the run-up to your cycle again, get those tasks done. Be firm on those boundaries. Any questions, you know where I am. Thank you guys.